0: Welcome to the Retro Rejects Podcast with your hosts, NES Complex and Vintage Video Game Geek. Hello, amazing, awesome listeners to the Retro Rejects Podcast. Welcome to our third episode of Mailbag Mania. We've got a lot of questions and today is February 1st, 2014. Hey, hey, Vintage, how are you? I'm fine. I'm cold. I'm tired of winter. What's the temperature like over there?
1: below zero no it's actually not it's 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 probably like below freezing wow but i'm sitting here in my underground bunker and i have like a t-shirt i have a hoodie and then i have a fleece jacket and then i have a robe and i also have a cup of hot tea that's how cold i am right now
0: wow what a difference 3000 miles makes i
1: mm-hmm. i've had it with this
0: yeah it's like you know it's a good day to go out oh, here it's like you'd go to the park uh huh
1: uh
0: huh it's horrible i'm sorry i'm not trying to rub it in <laughs> i'm a yeah i'm uh drinking iced coffee but not from mcdonald's this time just uh from home you made it yourself yes yes you know you just make coffee and you pour it on ice really well, yeah, if you use the right creamer, it can work out, you know. Doesn't
1: that water it down?
0: No, it's not bad. It's pretty strong coffee to begin with. I use my little Keurig K-cups. Okay, yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, and I had a, a really crappy quesadilla. No crap was in it, just cheese, but, you know, tortillas and cheese. Kind of a boring dinner, but whatever, snack, dinner, whatever. Yeah. So, so that's enough of that. <laughs> no one cares. So we have eight audio questions in the queue. Holy moly. It's time for the mailbag. That's when we look at the mail in the fake bag. I have a question. Okay.
1: So we talk about this, this fake bag, right? The mailbag yeah. is okay. a fake bag.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do we put audio into a fake bag? <clears throat> well isn't isn't audio kind of an intangible um it's a wave so how is this even a mailbag it's more like audio question mania
0: that's true yeah i really don't know what to say about that we you <laughs> captured the sound i i don't know it's not even it's not a bag maybe it's like an echo box
1: it's like a folder it's In like the, it's like the audio question folder on my computer cuz literally that's where I have them all.
0: So we should call this mail folder mania? <laughs>
1: <laughs> mail folder mania. Let's just stick with mailbag
0: mania because of the OCD. Okay, but I can't I can't promise I won't put a folder somewhere on the uh, thumbnail. Okay, that works. <laughs>
1: So first of all, I need to make an apology to the fans because I haven't actually checked the Retro Rejects podcast email for the past three months. So I didn't even (laughs) realize that, you know, a couple people sent us emails and uh, I haven't responded. So I apologize. I'm going to do that. Uh, And we also have, you know, a ton of audio questions. Like I said, we have eight audio questions. So we thought we'd just sit down and just hammer these out. And I'll just get us started here. So the first one came to us on October 24th, 2013. And this is from our friend Mark Mildenberger.
2: Hello there. Well, last time I got you guys to talk about the show Greatest American Hero. I thought it was a great segment. You guys even broke out into song, which was bloody brilliant. I thought I'd try again this time by mentioning the show V. V was one of my favorite shows when I was a little boy. It had spaceships, aliens, lizards, lasers, everything a little boy from the 80s could want. So I was just wondering if you guys enjoyed the show as much as I did. I'm just noticing it's time for tea, so I've got to go. Keep up the good work, guys. Love the show. Cheerio.
1: So, yeah, thank you, Mark. Uh, I noticed you're still going with the fake British accent. Uh, it's a little weird, but, um, <laughs> but it's good. You're getting better, I think.
0: Yes. <laughs> to answer your question, though, uh, I was a huge fan of V. Uh, I still really like the series. There's something really creepy about the idea that people could be walking around among us but not actually be us, that you could rip their skin off and they'd be lizards underneath.
1: Well, why don't you back up in, in case somebody doesn't know what V is?
0: Well, you why don't you do that because I see you put some notes about that.
1: Okay, so basically, what V is um, is it, it started off as a, a mini series um, back on network television um, back in 1983, and it was like a two-night event, and I want to say it was like
0: two, like three-hour or two-hour.
1: Right, rocks yeah, or something. And they were like, like
0: two-hour episodes, but it had commercials, so it's like an hour and a half or so right. each.
1: And I don't remember, but you know, it was on one of the three networks. I want to say yeah. NBC, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. But basically, the premise of the show is that um, these giant spaceships show up, and they are aliens that appear to be human. They look like humans, and they show up and they pretend, or they they come and they act like they you know they come in peace and. That they say that you know they're just all they want are is they want it they want water basically is what they're asking for, um or so, something to that effect and that they're willing to trade you know technology blah blah blah. So yeah. as as the plot kind of develops, a group of people become you know suspicious of them and they end up you know uncovering the fact that they're actually these like reptilian aliens that are effectively like harvesting people and you know storing them for food Right. <laughs> There's a lot of like allusions to like uh, Nazi Germany and like World War Two and, mm-hmm. and how they use like propaganda to c- kind of control and influence the public. And it's really well done. I love it. I, I love the original. And then the following year, they did another mini series called The Final Battle. And uh, so that ran in May of 1984. That was a three night event. And I want to say, like the the original one that kind of just left off, like
0: yeah, didn't resolve really well.
1: Right, it wasn't really resolved. And then in in the you know the next year when they did the final battle, there's like a resistance movement. You know, they come up with this thing called red dust.
0: Right, and and it kills the baby.
1: Yeah, right. There's like a baby, right? Like A a, a, a human alien baby. And so they actually are successful in like launching this red dust like all over the planet and it's a little silly but it ends up making all the aliens leave and it's like yay we won those two miniseries were so popular that they decided they were actually going to make in october of 84 a a television series
0: big mistake
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes so it ran for one season 19 episodes my wife and i we started to try to watch it, but it was so bad that we gave up after, like, episode three. I don't really recommend it. I would just say if you're interested, you know, hop on eBay. You can pick up the the, uh, the V, um, both the miniseries for pretty cheap.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely loved that show when I was a kid. I don't know what all it was, but just the... All this sneaking around and the way they kind of discovered that they were weird, and not normal. Like at first, all that they saw that was different is, well, they came from space and they had this weird sound in their voice, almost like their voice was doubled. Right. Um, but like the main character is played by Mark Singer, who um, I guess he was like Beastmaster. Oh. Uh, he did some he did some kind of cheesy movies in the 80s, but but his name was Donovan in the show and he was like a, a cameraman, news reporter kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and he snuck on the ship, on the mothership, and he was crawling around in the vents, and then he saw, he saw what they really looked like. And he's trying to convince people, you know, just that whole mystery of why are they really here. They're posing as our friends. The V stands for visitors, you know, but it turns out that they're really, really bad. That part that you mentioned where he
1: sneaks on the ship and he's crawling through the air vents. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that as a a little kid and I I remember it very vividly because I was so scared and I was at my friend's house, like staying the night or something. My parents wouldn't let me watch it, but like I was over at my buddy's house and the the parents weren't paying attention. And so I remember watching that part and the part where like the guy takes the mouse and he like eats the mouse. Do you remember
0: that? that? No, that's a, I, I don't know if it is a guy who eats it or is it Diana? Uh, it's, and it's her mouth like dislocates.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Yeah. And then, oh, the guy takes out his eyeballs. Yeah, he takes it. he's like standing in front of a mirror and he takes right. out his eyes. He takes
1: out the eyeballs and Donovan like kind of freaks out a little bit. And so the guy hears him and he like rips the panel off and he grabs Donovan mm-hmm. and they have a fight. And Donovan ends up like tearing part of the mask off. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That freaked me out. Dude. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was scary. That
1: was so good.
0: But then, like, you, you brought up that um, analogy with the Nazis and the Holocaust and, and whatnot. And there's actually a character in there who was a Holocaust survivor mm. who, who had seen these same sorts of things before. And he was trying to warn people, but they didn't listen.
1: Oh, yeah. The old guy. I yeah.
0: And, of course, then there was there were like the friends of the visitors, which were... Almost like Hitler did with Hitler Youth, you know, and he raised up this young group of people that were totally devoted. Yep. So you had this one character, Daniel. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that character has always stuck with me. He's, he's like a traitor, but he doesn't realize he's being a traitor. He thinks he's, he's just moving up in the world. He's got this great opportunity to, to be on the side of, of who's in. And so he has his little uniform on that kind of looks like the visitor's uniform. And their symbol, too, almost looks like a swastika. Right. Um, it's sort of like somewhere between a swastika and a division symbol yeah, <laughs> for it's math. A,
1: and that was all very intentional that oh, they yeah. did it that way. Yeah. Um, but,
0: you know, when you draw on, on themes like that, obviously you're going to resonate with people. And I think that's why it is so good. Mm-hmm. And that old man character,
1: he's the one I think at the end of the first part, he's the one that did like the V on
0: the poster. Yeah.
1: And he was like, no, he's like, it's V for
0: victory. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty much how the original miniseries ends. Yeah. That's right. They're going to fight back. Uh, Another side note, just there was a character named Tyler who he was like this really calm um, guy who knew all kinds of stuff about uh, weapons and whatnot. Uh, he was part of the resistance in the second miniseries, but he ends up being his name's Michael Ironside. Oh it's, yeah 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 and he does the voice of Sam Fisher in the Splinter Cell games. Just a you know strange tie-in. I always remember Michael
1: Ironside from uh, Total Recall. Oh yeah yeah he was in that <laughs> as a Richter. Yeah. <laughs> See you at the Party Richter <laughs> <laughs> One other little bit of trivia about the V series is you remember the one alien that was like he turned to the good side yeah, like, really, kind of, yeah Willie. I'm gonna say you know who that is right I sure
0: do go for right.
1: it so that's uh that's robert england uh who plays freddy krueger in, in all the nightmare on elm
0: street movies very strange Different yeah <laughs> in v he plays this like really dopey idiot guy he can't like learn the english language so he says things wrong
1: so thanks so, to Mark for reminding for, us.
0: But before go, you finish that, I do want to yeah. say that they tried to relaunch this show not that long ago, and I really liked what they were doing. They um, they brought it into the modern age, and it was more about kind of terrorism instead of uh, Nazi Germany. But right. they brought in Marina. I don't know how to say her last name, but she was a uh, she was in the show Firefly. Yes, and she yes. played Anna instead of Diana.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, I just I liked what they were doing with it, but I guess people just didn't watch it.
1: Yeah, my wife and I watched it, and and initially we really liked it. But it started towards the end; it, it kind of started to go places that we didn't really care much for. Um, like a lot of it had to do with like sex stuff and oh. just weird weird things like that. And it just turned us off, so we we stopped watching it. I honestly wasn't surprised to hear it got canceled, but it, it's unfortunate because I thought there was a lot of promise there the bulk of the first season was was pretty decent oh yeah yeah but oh well i think that came out in 2009 or, or so somewhere wow. in that
0: time frame and the next question the next audio question is from our good friend rusty lewis
3: hey guys it's rusty uh finally want to throw you guys a question i know it's been a long time coming uh first and foremost though i do want to thank you guys for the tremendous work you guys put into both the podcast and your respective channels i really do appreciate it And uh, it's always a joy to really kind of just take a break from my coursework and just uh, tune into what you guys have been playing lately and listening to. So thank you for that. But uh, my question relates to you guys both being dads. Uh, It's very rare that um, I ever got a chance to play games with my parents because they just never really were into it. But one game my sister and I would get my dad to play was uh, Diddy Kong Racing. And I don't know if you guys remember those very special levels where One of them was like a a dinosaur valley kind of place where you had to take those eggs and then uh, take them back to your base. Or there was another one where you were in um, kind of a Caribbean-like area where you had to destroy each other's lives. You each had like three lives, and you had balloons to kind of uh, show your lives. And you basically had to shoot rockets at each other and stuff like that. But uh, that was the game that I got to play with my dad, and it was just just excellent memories playing that with him. So uh, are there any games in particular that you guys uh, play with your kids? I'm really interested to know. Uh, but thank you guys for uh, all that you do. I really do appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to future episodes. Bye now.
1: So first of all, I just want to say that Rusty Lewis, I think, is one of the nicest guys on Twitter. Yes. That uh, that I have encountered. Um, and as I understand, he's like a younger gentleman. I believe he's studying at university right now. Mm hmm. Uh, but he's just such a such a nice guy, and Rusty, I really appreciate all of your positive energy and all of the all of the great comments that you make, you know, on our videos. and And uh, thank you for contributing to the show. So, um, absolutely, um, we do play games with our kids. We talked a little bit about this in Mailbag Mania number two. Um, most recently, since I got uh, the Wii from the Cartridge Brothers. Um, I've been playing a lot of new Super Mario Brothers Wii uh, with my son. You know, I play as Mario, and he plays Luigi. And he's only three, and he really stinks. <laughs> but he's actually, he's actually getting a lot better since I talked about this last um, oh, yeah. episode. He is getting better.
0: Did you talk about it on the episode, or did we just talk about it?
1: I, I think I, t- I think I told the cartridge brothers. A oh, about
0: I know we were talking on the phone last week. Yeah. or something.
1: He's getting much better. Um, and it's really fun to see like him developing, but it's also very frustrating because, you know, like I talked about how I'll be trying to like make some kind of a jump and he'll bump into me or he'll die. And like, it'll, it'll like, it freezes the game for like a half a second, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, uh, it's, it's so much fun and, um, he, he really loves it. And, and actually the other day. Um, I was down here in the game room and he came in and he, he said he wanted to play with me. And I said, well, well, why don't I show you this game? And I actually put in Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. Oh, wow. And I started playing that with him. And, and it was so funny, like, you know, that first level w- where you find Yoshi. Like, he knew who Yoshi was because of the Wii game. Yeah. And so I actually had him play that for a little bit and um so that was pretty cool as well and then with my daughter um we play on the wii we play it like the wii sports and the wii fit mini games um she's really into that kind of thing like with the wii balance board yeah yeah how about you guys
0: yeah well i I actually got for christmas for my kids we got a super mario 3d world for wii u and so uh, we've been playing through that that's cool to be able to play all three of us together and it's you know it's a similar situation with multiplayer like that it's I think it's better because it's a 3D uh, landscape you're not as likely to bump each other off Um, I think they fixed some of the things like you can pop yourself from the bubble which you couldn't do in New Super, Super Mario Brothers but I we really enjoy it but I play with my kids all the time my little boy really likes to play games and so um, we'll play things on Super Nintendo a lot, a lot of two-player co-op games like Contra 3. So yeah, we play. Um, it's not all the time, but uh, they they both have three DSs and they play a lot by themselves too. <laughs> um and I want to just second what you said about Rusty. He's a he is a really good friend. We actually text and stuff quite a bit, you know, on the side. So it's really cool to have a question from him. Yep. And thank you for asking it, man.
1: Right. And I f- I forgot to mention that that came in on uh, December 10th 2013 and then our next question is a another question from Mark Mildenberger this came on December 13th and I believe this is a actually a Christmas themed uh, question <laughs> that we didn't get to Oops. But, we're, but yeah we're gonna play it now
2: hello there well it's Christmas time tis the season for retro gaming so my question is is there any retro games that reminds you of the holidays or Christmas. For me it's Eco the Dolphin for Sega Genesis. When my wife and I were just dating we had off from school from the snow and I remember walking to her house in the knee-deep snow and her mom made cocoa and we sat around and played video games and one of those games obviously was Eco the Dolphin. So now every time I play it, it reminds me of Christmas and I was wondering if you had any similar experiences with your retro gaming. What's that, love? Oh, me mum's calling on the telly, so I've got to go. You guys have a merry Christmas, happy New Year, cheerio.
0: Um, I'm kind of curious what you sound like. <laughs> I know, right? We, like, we've never heard his real voice. Yo, I'm Mark. I don't know. <laughs> well, what do you really sound like?
1: He said he's from Baltimore, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: So but, interesting. Um, interesting.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay.
0: Um. Well, why not I? Why don't I start here?
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
0: I I mentioned on our Christmas episode Mega Man 2 and Bionic Commando and Rogue Squadron. Those games, I, I remember getting them for Christmas, but Christmas Break is a big part of that, too. And I just remember certain games playing them throughout Christmas Break. Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I don't remember when that actually came out. But I definitely remember I got it right before Christmas Break. And I just remember just laying on my couch, playing it every single day until I I beat it. And it just seemed like that Christmas Break was all about that game. So that one definitely reminds me of of that time of year. I think there's something like when when the weather is a certain way... They, they just kind of go together. And so every time I think of that game, I can imagine that weather. You know, does that make sense? Yes. And then another one is Donkey Kong 64, which I also got for Christmas. Um, and I just remember playing that throughout Christmas break. What about you? Well, now I noticed Mark, he says,
1: Eco the Dolphin. <laughs> I was just curious. I've always wondered this. Like, What is the real pronunciation because it's spelled E-C-C-O.
0: Well, I think the echolocation, like you shoot things out of your beak. Okay. In the game, it's got to be echo. So you think it's echo the dolphin? Yeah. Not eco. Well, I mean, that's what you do in the game, right? You shoot the little radar, like little sound waves.
1: So that must be just how the English say
0: echo the dolphin. Not actually British though.
1: (laughs) That's the Baltimore British because right. you know originally Baltimore was that one of the colonies so or... it's
0: in it's in Maryland which was one of the colonies yeah Okay there you go it's it's <laughs> that's well,
1: that's our explanation for that <laughs> Um so for me I immediately thought of two NES games that I got for Christmas in 1990 they are Captain Skyhawk and mm-hmm. Time Lord and these are um two Milton Bradley games that I absolutely loved, and I remember very distinctly uh, getting these and playing these at my grandparents' house for hours and hours and hours. I just would go back and forth, back and forth. And Captain Skyhawk is probably the better game. I would uh, agree. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of the two, um it's you know, it's a, it's a sh- kind of like a three D.
0: Like isometric
1: sh- right shooter you know shooter game where you fly like an f-16 it's kind of weirder it's is, cool is it like a f-16 or an uh, f-14 I,
0: I don't know the difference but yeah. yeah
1: i think it's an f-14 uh like the the ones that they had in top gun right anyway yeah and you fly this plane and you're like on alien
0: planets
1: and you fly it in
0: space and <laughs> well, like, it kind of it's like you're flying over sort of like a grid almost like marble madness if you imagine the level designs yep. of that game and there's different altitudes like different like little pits and you're trying to avoid hitting cliff edges and whatnot
1: yeah and, and you mentioned marble madness that's also done by milton bradley
0: yeah not surprising They looked kind of similar So Time Lord
1: is uh, is more of a kind of like a crappy platforming adventure game. (laughs) Um, The controls are pretty clunky and it's it's actually pretty difficult. Um, I can't get past the pirate stage. Uh, You know, you bounce around these different times. Right. And uh, there's this one spot that I can never get past on this pirate ship where you have to jump up these like boxes that are stacked up like a bunch of steps it's so funny because you you know um eight bit rob Mm -hmm. he was gone for a long time from youtube and he's kind of coming back he like changed the name of his show to eight bit or no he changed it to i think it's called retro goodness now yes (laughs) so i think he's hopefully getting close to making you know a re-emergence yeah and i've
0: as said before he was my first subscriber
1: okay yeah he's such a cool dude um yeah but uh <laughs> he did a video of time lord uh back in the day and there's a, when he gets to that part in on the pirate ship he like jumps up it but it was weird because these barrels are ro- rolling down the boxes as you're trying to get up. And I would always get hit and killed by these barrels. Well, in his review, he like jumps up the thing and like literally goes right through the barrel. Like it doesn't even touch him. And I, I-, I may- remember making this comment and like calling him out and being like, y- you must have some kind of cheat on because I can't get past <laughs> this part. And then he like owned up to it. He told me that he was using uh the game genie. To get past that part. (laughs) So I totally called him out on it. But yeah, I've never seen past the pirate ship stage.
0: (laughs) You got to watch a YouTube video and see how people get past that. (sighs) I think I will. You mentioned Captain Skyhawk, though. I I think I did get that for Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. I know I got that and Astyanax the same day. And I I don't remember if it was a birthday present. Astyanax. 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 (laughs) Yeah, however you say it. But uh, I got both of those the same day. I think they were at Toys R Us. They were in the $20 bargain games at that point Mm. when I finally got them. And I got them uh, both at the same time. So I always linked those together. Both very fun games.
1: All right, so let's roll right along here. uh, December 19th. 2013. Got an audio question from a guy named Nicknick
4: Hello Retro Rejects Podcast. Fellow YouTube listener Nicknack here. Here to ask you guys a couple of questions for your next few episodes. Anyway before I start let me just say that I've been a listener since day one and even though that I wasn't able to experience all the cool stuff you guys got in your childhood, like Star Trek, Ninja Turtles, and all the sitcoms and games and whatnot. Your podcast is still really enjoyable to listen to nonetheless. But anyway, enough of the fiery. Let me ask you the three questions. The first question I want to ask is, who is your favorite Street Fighter character? Second question is, who is your favorite Mortal Kombat character? And question number three, what do you think Robin Dick's favorite video game console of all time is? (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to. But anyway, that's all I have to say. Keep up the good work, guys. Well, I just want to say thank you very
0: much for being a fan and listening from the very first episode. We definitely appreciate that. And thank you very much for sending in the question. But I have to say, first, the main thing is that I do not like the uh, fighting genre, I've never liked it. It just feels, uh, to me, I just want to explore and have an adventure. I don't want to stand in like a fake city and punch things. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I've just never been into it. I know some people swear by them. I can't get into it. I did play Street Fighter 2 a lot, and I was a Chin Lee fan, but I don't think it was because of of fighting. I just think that she was hot.
1: (laughs) Uh, Her name's actually Chun Lee,
0: Chris. Chun-Li, sorry, i, yeah. I, I see, That's how much. That's how much I don't care about the the genre. <laughs> I, I noticed
1: you wrote Chinli, Is, and I thought I? maybe that I thought you mean I maybe that was a typo. Two
4: size kick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, so I I kind of am the same. I don't really like fighting games that much, but basically it's because I suck at them. I would try to play them in the arcade back in the day, and I would just get my butt kicked, like left and right, especially Mortal Kombat. Um, I just could not get all the special moves down. I I didn't know how to do any of the um, finishing moves, you know, like the fatalities. And it was just so frustrating. Now, you know, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat on the consoles, I did play a little bit more. For Street Fighter, I liked it on the SNES, yeah. and I would usually pick Ryu, which is so boring and lame, <laughs> because you know everybody always seems to pick either Ken or Ryu, or, like Chris, I like to play Chun-Li for the same reason as, he's, as he specified. Oh, boy. So I'm afraid we're a little boring on the fighting game question. I did
0: beat it, though. Did you beat it?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: And I unlocked everything, but I just, I don't know. I, I guess I was just swept up in that time. Everyone was t- playing Street Fighter, but it really wasn't me. Now, Mortal Kombat, I did play
1: the crap out of on my Genesis. I want to say I got it for my birthday, and I remember like getting it at... at- you know, when it was released, because I remember the $50 price tag, Wow! but it it was so worth it, um, to have the blood code. (laughs) I I mean, I, I was unstoppable. And to this day I can pretty much take anybody. And my, my character was Raiden. Wow. Wow. Yeah. When two and three came out on the Genesis, I, I didn't get into them as much and I know that there are the better games. I would say. I mean, two. I think is probably my favorite in terms of the amount of characters, graphics, the, the variety. But I still, th- it's 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 hard. It's <laughs> it's actually really hard for me to remember and have the hand eye coordination, um, mm. you know, to to execute all these different crazy moves. Yeah, Raiden was my guy.
0: I actually have a confession to make as far as Mortal Kombat Com- goes. I have never played it. Ever? I have never, ever played it.
1: You've never played it even nope. on, on any system in no. the arcade? You've never, never played Mortal Kombat? Never. Oh, my
0: God. I had them, you know. I, I mean, I, I I haven't even put it in the system.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: next time we hang out, I'll, I'll I'll play you
1: some Mortal Kombat 1 on the well, Genesis. but I'll, I'll teach you how to play. Oh, yeah. You'll just kick
0: my butt with Raiden and I'll Right, die. right,
1: right. I, well, I that's...
0: <laughs> I want to say too about fighters, like the fighting genre, I know that there are some people who still absolutely love it, but it kind of reminds me of the um like rhythm games, you know, where there there was a fad where at one point everyone was trying to do these fighter games or they would like you know, sequelitis, just pump them out. Street Fighter two, Street Fighter II Turbo, Street Fighter Championship Edition, you know? Yeah. They're just cranking them out. But they um They milked it too much and oversaturated and people sort of lost the interest. It's you know what I mean? I hear what you're saying. I think there's a lot of
1: people that would disagree with you. (laughs) Are (laughs) there? Because, yeah, I mean, there's still hardcore fighting fans out there that love like marvel versus capcom and
0: well i know i know i'm just
1: street fighters still going on what i'm
0: saying is it went from being the thing like it was so mainstream and everyone was doing it everyone was playing it to where now it still has a loyal following of people that adore the genre but it's not like everyone's excited to hear that the new one's coming out the people that love it are and of course they should be i think fighting games nowadays are kind of the
1: same as like the shoot shoot 'em em ups uh community it's yeah, like, i would agree yeah. yeah it's kind of like there's uh, there's an elite group um of people that are really good at it and yep. take it really seriously and you know i would put jumble junkie in this category
0: <laughs> yes for sure
1: um because it's almost gotten to that point where you jump online and and it's the same same could be said for like the call of duties and all the other yeah. stuff. It's like, th- these people are so hardcore that you just can't pick it up and go in there and, and have fun because you're just going to get your head blown off mm-hmm. or, or kicked in. You know, mm-hmm. this is another reason why I just shy away from like online plays because to me, that's not fun at all. You know, I, I would rather just, like you said, like sit down with myself an adventure like learn how to play the game in like a single player campaign mode that's good for me (laughs) yeah me too i guess i don't like the competitive nature of these kind of games i would rather play cooperatively with people um so the last part of the question here is what do you think robin
0: thick's favorite video game console is well the only thing i could think of is that it would probably be one of those like chinese knockoff nes systems where games don't emulate quite right you know they <laughs> kind of have blurred lines <laughs>
1: <laughs> get it <laughs> i was i was wondering where you were going oh
0: yeah that's pathetic i that's
1: know that's pretty funny actually <laughs> like like one of those um like flea market type yeah. uh nes knockoff plug and play exactly yeah. like the uh, the power player super joystick 3000 <laughs> <laughs> I actually was curious, and I was kind of intrigued by, by this question. I mean, my initial reaction to hearing the the name Robin Thick was vitriol.
0: Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had like a like a like a vomit thing going on. Oh
1: yeah, well, actually, <laughs> I, it's it's more better described as rage. Uh, oh. And I would just, I really don't like him. Um, I would like to maybe strangle him.
0: <laughs> is the word that comes by. <laughs> strangle yeah why
1: um, I just don't like the guy i I don't like him at all um i think i said I said this before I think he's a no talent bum, <whistles> yeah, but uh, I actually was curious, you know is there any anything out there uh on this subject and so I did a little googling before the show, and first, I wanted to find out like how old is this guy, and I was very sh- I guess, disappointed to find out that he's actually the same age
0: Whoa! As, as really? us. Wait he's, a second. He's 36. So, so wait a second. We could launch our music career now. We've I mean, done this, but we've sang before. Yeah. We could do this. All we we gotta get, get a bunch of pretty like women to dance around with us.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We need to get some naked women. Uh, and we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we need to like have some other guy sing the majority of the song for us. Ah, um,
0: and dress like Beetlejuice.
1: I I, I guess I, I don't. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I think that song is horrible, and every time I hear it, I want to take a, a pencil and just stick it right in my eardrum. <laughs> um but anyway i was going somewhere with this uh oh so he's our age right and i just couldn't bring myself to to you know picture him as you know a, a real gamer or anything like that and 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 I, I i thought back to cartridge brothers and when they were talking about the xbox 360 and they were talking about frat boys and mm. playing call of duty and and th- that kind of thing. That That's what I picture Robin Thicke as being. Or maybe he like, plays Madden or-, or something like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's all about Candy Crush, I bet. <laughs> or Flappy Bird. Oh, dear. Okay. Our next question is from Tank Griffin. Hey, Vintage. Hey, Chris. It's Tank Griffin again. Uh, I got a couple more questions for you guys. First of all, Vintage, I had just bought a Model 2 Sega Genesis with the Sega CD and the Sega 32X attachments. My question for you is which attachment would be better, the Sega CD or the 32X? And Chris, which NES game would you like to see brought up to these modern day uh, systems? Me personally, I would love to see Friday the 13th. Thanks guys, and keep on doing what you're doing.
1: Um, Well, congratulations on your recent acquisition of a Sega CD and 32X. Yay. I hope you have that little cable that goes in the back and connects uh, the two together. (laughs) Uh, Well, you you know, for the 32X, I mean. Yeah, so I'm going to have to say I prefer the 32X. I'm not quite sure how this is going to be received by the general population, but my Sega CD collection is very sparse. And I would probably say that Sonic CD is like the only decent Sega CD game that I own. (laughs) Um, And and by and large, that's because a lot of those games were FMV and I just really despise that that
0: whole craze. Yeah, Um, that was a big mistake
1: oh it's just uh oh, it's such a turn off and it's so lame and but hey
0: you know yes. sega does what nintendo don't
1: oh geez it, sh- <laughs> it shouldn't have done that um, <laughs> nintendo never did <laughs> now you know this is interesting because i mean the 32x is not a great system you know as compared to many others but Comparing the two, uh, and I have 32X, and I'm one game away from a complete North American cartridge collection. Can you believe that? Still, I have not got Pitfall. pitfall. Yeah.
0: Hey, it, I was trying to find it, actually, for you, but when I saw how much it really goes for, I said, forget that. I can't get that for Christmas for him.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I, I mean,
0: really wanted to, though. I thought it would, it would just be the best thing to do ever. But
1: Well, that would be incredible. What, what you can do is look for it when you're with... Aaron and Ricky oh yeah I do I actually swap do swap meets because every time that's where you're gonna find it because well
0: I've ne- I rarely see them and yeah. I, I have seen them but not that game yeah I do look for it every time I go
1: I appreciate that. Because I have no flea market.
0: Everyone out there, everyone who listens to our show, if you have a way of tracking it down, that would be awesome. Figure out a way to trade or something.
1: Yeah, I would be your best friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so weird. I mean, once in a while, they come up on eBay, but they're always like complete in box. And they want like 150 bucks. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, no way. So I I just want the cart. That's all I care about. Mm. Um. And sadly, I don't know, I, I paid like 80 bucks for Web of Fire, and I just can't see myself paying more than 50 or 60 for Pitfall. But yeah. it's like, it's they're not out there. It's so crazy. Um, but anyway, Tank, I would say 32X, and I just wrote down a couple of my favorites on there. I mean, it's great for the arcade games, Afterburner, Space Harrier. Virtua uh, Racing, um, but also Knuckles Chaotix, Colibri, and the Star Wars arcade game on there are are pretty decent as well. So, Chris, you have a question
0: here. Yeah, well, he asked me what NES game I like to see on a modern system, and I, I was thinking about this. And one game that I always really loved when I was a kid was Little Nemo, um, the Dream Master he, uh, if you don't know about this, it's actually like a cartoon series. It's a little kid in pajamas, and he gets taken away to like a dreamland type place. Mm-hmm. But in the NES game, it's a Capcom title. It's got very cutesy cartoon-like graphics. For the time, it was amazing. But you walk around, and you're just this little kid in pajamas. And at first, the only thing you have is candy that you can throw. And so you're in this very vibrant colorful world like giant mushrooms or you know later levels you're in a what do you call it like a toy world like a kid's bedroom or something riding on trains it's got a really cool imaginative kind of uh, world Uh but you're throwing candy and you come across these animals and by throwing them a few pieces of candy then suddenly you can ride them or kind of like become a hybrid with them somehow but the animals have different abilities the mole can dig through dirt certain dirt passages um you ride on the back of like a little mouse. Uh, some things can climb up walls. Some things can, uh, you know, there's just a lot of variety in the types of animals that you can join with. So I was just imagining that in a 3D world with very cartoon-like graphics, almost like if you could do like a hand-drawn uh, Nino Kuni type style, like that would be amazing. Mm. Where you just really make it look like a cartoon, but have this 3D world with the same premise, throwing candy and merging with animals. I think that would be wonderful.
1: That that is a good game. I have that game,
0: and uh, I just
1: think because you know the TV series was so kind of unknown, mm-hmm. I just think the odds of this actually happening are are very low. Unfortunately, oh yeah, yeah.
0: A- almost non-existent. Like, yeah, <laughs> what has what any? I've I've never seen anything else about it except right. for that one game. It's I'm, kind of amazing that it even existed then.
1: That's <laughs> true, and I kind of wonder. I'm I'm trying to look up maybe who
0: might have the rights to this game but i think most people that have played it will say it's a fantastic game it's a little challenging i've never been able to beat it i've come close i know at the end i finally you get this like a wand and you can attack with it but it is just a really difficult game
1: i'm looking up just little nemo in general and uh this was created like way back in the day like 1905 there were like books right so Nemo was originally the protagonist of the comic strip Little Nemo in Slumberland. Mm. The full-page weekly strip depicted Nemo having fantastic dreams that were interrupted by his awakening in the final panel. Um it ran in the New York Herald from October 1905 until July 1911. That's fascinating. So wow, how did it be- How years. did it Yeah, how did it become Okay, so in 1990 <clears throat> Capcom produced a video game for the NES titled Little Nemo: The Dream Master, known as Pajama Hero Nemo in Japan, a licensed game based on the
0: 1989 film. Okay. Right, I've seen the VHS for that. Okay, so it wasn't a show; it was that it was a movie. Oh, okay. That's I mean, I knew was, that. I thought that was yeah. a show, also though. Oh well, maybe there's I, not. I thought I, I not.
1: thought so too, but no, it it was just a movie.
0: So it was just a tie in for a movie that yeah. I've never seen. OK,
1: correct. So I suppose then it is still possible that it, it could come back because I didn't realize that it went this far back. I mean, it has some pretty deep roots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I have my <laughs> doubts. That's 25 years ago now.
1: I mean, but you know what? It's like it, it's like. A lot of the stuff that we're seeing like DuckTales coming back, uh, Castle of Illusion, getting remakes. I mean, it's possible that, you know, these people that are in these positions to make the decisions, maybe they played Little Nemo back in the day. And maybe it maybe it was near and dear to them. And it's possible it could come out.
0: Well, and after all, I guess if that comic strip ended in 1911 and it was brought back in 1989, well, that's 78 years.
1: There you go. So
0: I guess it's possible. Here's to hoping. Good stuff. Good stuff there. The next question is from Botza Brand, who we actually met up with in Portland. And here it is.
5: Vintage, complex, I got a question for you too, An audio question to be exact, because apparently you answer those a lot faster than normal questions. And I'm at work, so please forgive the background noise. But you see, way back when I asked you two to pick the preferred captain, Captain Kirk or Captain Picard, But since I met you two in Portland, I kind of already know the answer, but please feel free to elaborate for your listening audience. But for the time being, I have two brand new audio questions. The first being, what are your thoughts on the alternate death scene of Captain James T. Kirk and the motion picture classic, Star Trek Generations? The second question, a little bit of an nostalgic trip. If in 2014 at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, the entire con was suddenly whisked away by the energy-magnificent supernatural beam known as the Nexus, what do you think your ideal setting would be in the Nexus? Whoopi Goldberg and horseback riding are not acceptable answers. And real quickly I want to give a shout out to Greg from Arcade Impossible, Minotron 2112 for the iOS, that was the game I was trying to refer to on the way to the food court. It's a parody of Robotron, which he's kind of a nut for. And it's a good game, almost as good as Smash TV. Secondly, I want to give a shout-out to snestman 16 I wasn't familiar with this channel. Very cool kid, good egg. I suggest he should be a guest on the Retro Rejects podcast at a future date. Until then, God bless. Good night. And I'm trying to turn this recording off, but I've got to unlock my phone. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep.
1: I, I love that. I love that. that Gosh, such how a it awesome. just ends. I, <laughs> love,
5: I love how it just
0: cuts off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. There's no-
0: so much to say about this question.
1: Oh, I know. Batsa, th- that was great, dude. Thank you very much. Uh, it was great to meet you in Portland. And we did talk about the captain thing. We'll, we'll revisit it here for everybody. First of all, thanks for calling us out on, uh, you know, the speed of our replies. <laughs> now, I mean, to be fair, we 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 said this, right? We said we give priority to the audio questions, mm-hmm. right? And we still are holding true to our promise that we will answer all the questions. We will. Uh, what what else did I want to say? Oh, I wanted to I wanted to take issue um, with something that you said about the Nexus being a being. Okay, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's a being. I don't think. I mean, this is a good. Topic of conversation, but I don't think it's like a sentient being. I think it's more of a phenomenon or some kind of a uh, anomaly. It would be a better description of of the nexus. What do you think, Chris?
0: The truth is that. Um I have to take issue with him calling this a classic film because <laughs> I, I don't like this movie. I've seen it one time, and that was enough for me. And I honestly don't even remember much about what the Nexus was. Okay. All right. This is, in my opinion, the worst Star Trek movie. Like I, I like it less than than uh, the one where they go meet God. Star Trek Five. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's pretty. It's really bad. Um... This is my <laughs> least favorite. It's so it's so
1: awkward and and
0: ugh. yeah,
1: um you know, who's that guy who just tears up like Star Trek and Star Wars movies? Red Letter Media. Have you have you never heard of this guy? Harry Plinkett reviews? No. Oh, Chris. OK, th- put this write This down. This is what you need to do if you're looking for something to do. Um look up Red Letter Media on YouTube and just watch all his Star Wars and Star Trek reviews. They are the funniest. They are just so good. They are right on point and and they're so funny. I recommend that everybody watch these immediately. Just turn oh. off the podcast right now.
0: <laughs> no, don't. Don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um okay, but let's let's back up because there's a lot to this question. Yes, and- there is. So I want to address the Kirk and Picard thing, and and I want to actually go back to when he initially asked this question. Okay, so believe it or not, bots, uh, this was going to be the very... No, it wasn't. It was going to be the second question, the second to next question, is oh, that? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so on May 1st, 2013, he asked the question on YouTube, Kirk or Picard? And so let's just go ahead and, and answer this. So my question to you was gonna be, are we talking about the old Kirk um like from like the original series? Are we talking about fat Kirk from the movies? Oh, or are we talking about the new Kirk played by Christopher Pine? Oh. And then um and then I was just gonna say Picard.
0: Because <laughs> he's only the old Picard. <laughs>
1: Right. I mean, and and Picard is my answer. Let me explain this a little bit more. I look at Picard. I really look up to Picard. I really want to be like Picard. (laughs) He's he's so like calm and collected and he's such a thinker, you know, and he's like he's a tactician Mm. and he's like a philosopher and I want to be all these things, but I'm not these things. I'm, I'm more like Kirk actually. Yeah. I'm more like the guy that just is like, you know, shoot first, ask questions later. You know, I'm the kind of guy that would get in a fist fight rather than try to like talk it out. I'm pretty much a ladies man or I used to be back in the day. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. this is odd that I'm more like Kirk and you would think that I would like him more.
0: No, I think it makes more sense that you would want to be the things that you're not. I think everyone's that way.
1: Really? Yeah. But I mean, Kirk is cool, though. I mean, I think most people think Kirk is is cool and Picard's kind of like the soul guy, like boring guy. But I I don't see it that way. I, I, I aspire to be like Picard and I like him better. And, and you think this makes sense to you? Well,
0: I think that uh, most people look at the things that they don't have and they wish they had more of them mm. in, in terms of whatever that might be. Um,
1: so then why, why do you want to be Picard?
0: I didn't say I want to be Picard. <laughs> yes, which one I liked better. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not thinking that deeply. I'm thinking more in terms of, of what he provided for the show. Uh, you know, and I was not thinking of Newkirk from the movies. Because I like him quite a bit, but old Kirk from the old show—I uh-huh. um, mean, there there's some of that in there where he's just kind of reckless and and uh, just does whatever comes to mind, and it somehow works out. Right. But I, I just think, sort of, in some of the writing, it was, he was a little bit of a goober where they just put him in. <laughs> uh, I, he always had to be with the green lady or you know some weird alien woman. So you're seeing like. Original
1: series Kirk was a little cheesy.
0: Yeah, he was just a little cheesy and then of course movie Kirk was, you know, maybe worse. Yeah, I don't know. The new Kirk he's pretty cool though, I have to say. He's reckless but he's he does seem to have it together. He is still clever. He actually solves things where in the past it seemed like like a lot of the solutions were maybe Spock. But in the new one, I, I feel like he really is taking charge. Wait, but, wait, wait. Hold on a minute. What does what Newkirk solve? Uh, in, the, in the 2009 movie, he <sighs> figured it out. What did he figure out? I'm trying to remember, dude. Put the- <laughs> no, I know. He ru- I mean, he rushed back in on the bridge, even though they told him not to. Like, okay, he figured out about the transmissions and, and the connection between the event that happened at his birth and the event that was happening.
1: Okay, all right, I'll give you that. Yeah, he,
0: he just he figured things out. I don't okay, know.
1: Okay, okay.
0: I think that overall Picard, like you said, that sort of calm, poised, in control. Right. I I like Next Generation better. That's probably the bottom line.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean Picard brings a certain like sense of class and like
0: dignity or Yeah. Uh,
1: Cap- it's hard to describe. It's like it's like a presence, right? It's the
0: same thing that Captain Worf will bring
1: oh (laughs) don't please don't ever see don't (laughs) don't ever talk about that okay Okay. (laughs) (laughs) captain morph how
4: ridiculous
1: (laughs) so his next question was what did you think of kirk's alternate death scene in star trek generations now he he mentioned this to me i want to say it was it was bodsa he he asked me about this, like maybe it was on Twitter or somewhere, or somebody asked me, and I was like, I had no idea this even existed. <laughs> and and this was like several months ago. And and then they sent me the link to it, and I watched it. And oh my gosh, if you Google Star Trek Generation's alternate ending, there's a ten minute video that shows like a
0: different ending where Kirk dies. Yeah, and you gotta jump to about five and a half minutes if you want to just get to the point. Right. Cause it really there's no like music in the background and there's just some bad sound effects. It looks like someone's filming the like the the reels that were never used. So it's really kind of crappy shot and everything. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it's very it's low quality, but basically what happens is Kirk gets shot in the back by Soren.
0: <laughs> and he makes one of those classic William Shatner freeze frame faces like he's going to the bathroom he's got a really (laughs) bad one got a bad case of the the poopies
1: and it's just it's so it's so pathetic i mean it is really lame and like he gets shot in the back he falls down and then soren i mean he's still alive but soren just kind of walks by him and kind of looks at him and kirk like grabs his foot and trips him (laughs) <laughs> okay. And so then Soren drops the gun, but he's trying to get to the missile launcher, right? Cause he wants to like launch the missile and get into the Nexus. And meanwhile, Picard was jerking around with the controls and, you know, the missile launches, but apparently it didn't work. It's because the Nexus flies right over him. And then Soren just kind of walks down and Picard runs over, picks up the gun and shoots him. <laughs> He's an unarmed man and Picard (laughs) just shoots him in the stomach and then he like kneels down. Oh, this was a touching moment. Right. And he kind of like lifts his head up. Right.
0: And they have the sunset in the background. It reminded me of like when Luke Skywalker, he, he runs back and he goes outside and he's staring at the two suns setting and they got that, you know, Luke Skywalker theme music. It had that kind of vibe to it. Only it's Picard lifting up Kirk's head. I was waiting for them to kiss or something.
1: Right, and there's like no dialogue, it's completely awkward, and then he just dies. And I can't even believe that William Shatner would have allowed that even to be filmed. I can't believe he would participate in that.
0: Yeah, they had like helicopter shots and all kinds of other things going on too. I mean, they did a lot for those sequences that were so bad. That
1: was the absolute worst piece of film that I have ever seen in my life. It it just, there's nothing worse. And yeah, and so I'm glad they changed the ending, but the real ending isn't really that much (laughs) (laughs) because you you said you don't remember what happens, but basically what happens is Kirk is like running across this bridge and Soren shoots the bridge and the bridge falls into this like ravine. Yeah. I mean, at the end, Kirk just dies from like internal injuries from the fall. Mm. Horrible. Oh, I guess, I guess the thing of it was that, yeah, so it was good because, right, Kirk had to go and he actually got the little remote control. That's, that's what he was doing. He had to get the remote control to decloak the missile. So Picard could, you know, lock the, the bulkhead or whatever the heck he did. So, yeah, I guess they tried to make him go out like as the hero, but it was still really lame the way that he died. And then Picard just like buries him with rocks on on, on this, like. Unpopulated planet just covers (laughs) rocks,
0: (laughs) that's his communicator badge thing on top.
1: What a disgrace! That's what I said. I said the first thing that came to mind was that it was shameful and an absolute disgrace.
0: I just said, Yikes, (laughs) dear god, what is that thing?
1: (laughs) So, Chris, uh, part three here is what would be your ideal setting? Like if that. the Nexus came at Portland 2014 for some reason, and the Nexus came through the convention center and whisked us all away, uh, what would be your ideal setting?
0: Well, I can say this. it. I, I would agree. It would not involve horseback riding or Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, there are, are plenty of other uh, people I would rather spend my Nexus with, but I, I don't know. <laughs> i really don't know
1: yeah it's a tough question um i thought a couple of things actually like my first thought was my nexus would be like me on the bridge of the enterprise
0: gosh that's (laughs) pathetic man that's the captain would you be um bald
1: it wouldn't matter (laughs) i I really wouldn't care um i mean eventually i will be bald so why not um (laughs) But then I thought, well, that that's kind of a lame answer. I mean, my second answer was going to be I would want to go back to like 1984 or 1985 when I was like in first grade, relive that year of my life, like where I got the Vision and... Mm. Ronald Reagan was president. You could watch
0: the final battle miniseries.
1: Right. I could watch, And you know, gas was under a dollar per gallon. Oh gosh.
0: It was probably like 50 cents.
1: (laughs) No, I remember it being like 89 cents a gallon or something like that. Man, the eighties just were awesome. I love the eighties. And, but then I thought, actually, I'm really happy with, with how my life is right now. And so I think if the nexus came through, I wouldn't go anywhere because I'm I'm perfectly happy where I am right now. Wow! So so the
0: nexus would go through, and you would still be exactly where you are. Yes. Weird.
1: That's my answer. <laughs> okay.
0: And I also want to tell him, you just like hijacked our show and gave shout outs to people. That's pretty funny.
1: Oh yeah, that was <laughs> cool. Yeah. So shout outs to Greg, and also Snesman, who I do agree is a very good egg he's a good kid <laughs> i think is what you said he was a good egg or whatever yeah that's a good way of putting it and uh we're definitely thinking about maybe inviting snes man to come on the show we have talked about this indeed we have um because we think he has a great channel and chris likes him because he's a you know snes fan boy yeah he should be snes complex though. <laughs> snes complex <laughs> But,, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do. We'll have our people call his people. Uh, we know yeah. we know that he's very busy and he's he's also a university lad. Yes, so uh, we we shall see. um okay, so let me take the the next question here. we We have two more questions, everybody. This next one was submitted January fourteenth, twenty fourteen. It's from a friend called Buried on Mars.
0: Good old BM.
6: (laughs) Hey now, Retro Rejects, Buried on Mars here. Uh, Just a simple question for you guys. First, let me thank you guys for the awesome podcast. I look forward to it every month. Uh, Keep up the good shows. Keep up the good work. My question to you guys is, have you ever recommended to somebody that they not buy a video game and they just went ahead and did it anyways? And I was wondering... uh, you know, how that made you feel. Like maybe they asked you personally if you should buy a game or if they should buy a game and you said no. Or maybe, uh, maybe you made a video about how bad a video game is and you gave them dozens of other options, dozens of other games that they should spend their money on instead and they just went ahead and did it. They just went ahead and bought that game. And I was wondering how that made you feel. If it... Uh, if it upset you at all, or maybe, um, maybe you're a little cold, a little callous, didn't bother you at all, and, uh, you just moved on, uh, anyways, guys, thanks again for the, uh, awesome show, and, uh, keep up the good work, and, uh, thanks for, uh, answering my question.
0: Do you have any
1: idea what this is about?
0: Well, I listened to the uh, fourth episode, the Mega Man Xmas Cartridge Club episode, where um, yeah, you talked about Sanctum of Slime. Right.
1: (laughs) So, okay. So a little bit of background. Buried on Mars, great channel on YouTube. We mentioned him last episode. Um, He did a video, and it was like a 20-minute rant, again, about why he hated Sanctum of Slime, which was a downloadable game, I think, on PlayStation Network xbox 360 and um it's also on steam so he went on and on about how how he hated the game and um this was right around the time it was the holidays it was the uh, the steam sale was going on so as i watched this video i just happened to check steam and the game was on sale for 4.99 so i went ahead and bought the game and what i was thinking to myself is that Maybe we could play together because his whole thing was that he got all the way to the end and he couldn't beat the game because the the AI was so dumb that, you know, he, so I thought, well, Hey, if I got the game, maybe I could help him beat the game. And so, but when I talked about this on the cartridge club, he was very upset about this and, and obviously <laughs> still very bitter to send in this audio question. Uh, which I'm sure is is not 100% serious. But I, I still feel that he's a you little think? Bit, I think he's a little bitter. Just a little bit. But I, I want to say to BM that <laughs> I, I really had the best intentions. And it's unfortunate that we found out that apparently there wasn't online play or something like that built into the game. Which is just another reason for him to hate <laughs> it. But uh, to, to seriously answer your question, I can't remember a time where I told somebody don't get a game and they did anyway, if that had been the case, I think my reaction would probably be like, well, okay, whatever, you're stupid. You wasted your money. I would think it's pretty funny, actually.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that either, unless it was like maybe uh, a genre that they like. I just don't like it. I, I don't like that game, but they might. Who knows? But I don't think I've ever done that. But I will recommend that you not watch Star Trek Generations. <laughs> 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 well,
1: <laughs> no. I'm. I, you gotta watch that alternate ending. It, it's so terrible. It, it's worth a watch just to just to mock it and make fun of it.
0: Yeah, I guess so that's true of certain video games too. Yeah. You recommend really crappy video games, like you just have to experience Bebe's Kids on Super Nintendo because it's that bad.
1: All right. Well, I kind of have a I have a follow up question for you, Chris. Um, yeah.
0: Has anybody ever made you
1: buy a a Sega Genesis game? that you didn't want and you bought it and then you ended up selling it on eBay later. Uh,
0: yeah, actually you <laughs> you did. Virtua Racing. So, I told you didn't you... make me buy it, did you? Yes, I did. I thought you, you... bought it and I sold it. <laughs> no, I think I made you buy it. Well, I made you buy Beetle Adventure Racing, which is good.
1: No, you <laughs> gave it to me. Did I? Yeah.
0: No. Uh, okay.
1: Think, I'm pretty sure I uh, you know what? I, I, my, my memory is foggy, but I, I want to say that I made you buy it because it was only five bucks. Oh, I, thought, I thought that
0: we bought each other those games, and I, I felt bad now. Actually, I should not have got rid of that. I'm sorry. Why'd you do it? It's, it's time to confess. Crickets.
1: Why'd you do it? Did You, you didn't like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, there.
1: <laughs> there, there, I, I, vintage no i i honestly i don't think i bought it for you dude so you're you're in the clear
0: uh, yeah don't uh, don't
1: feel bad i i think i i, I feel bad because i pressured you into it
0: yeah and you weren't ready i wasn't ready for it
1: you weren't ready you weren't ready for the svp technology they
0: got processor i yeah,
1: <laughs> just wasn't ready it just wasn't the right time so don't don't feel bad brother well i'm older now i'm a little little wiser
0: it's now I definitely game. wouldn't get it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that version is pretty rough. Uh, the 32X version and the Sega Saturn version are are pretty much arcade perfect. So, mm. um, if you're gonna play the game, I would I would play it on those systems instead. Noted. Okay, uh, so you want to take the last question?
0: Uh, uh, s- the last question is from Harry Hare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Harry Hair. It,
0: in the in the line where he sent the email it was harry h-a-r-r-y and then it was hair h-a-r-e but i think he's referring to when retro liberty was on our show and we were talking about harris teeter the <laughs> grocery store out by you and uh, aaron's earphones came off and he thought we said something else okay so uh this came in on
1: january 26 so just a couple days ago let's see what he has to say
0: Hello Retro Rejects, my name is Harry Tithair, and I have been loving your show. I got a question for you. What is your favorite retro board game released on a console? For example, mine is Monopoly released on the NES. It had great sound, great graphics. It had probably the best digitized voice I've ever heard on a retro console. I know there was also Clue released for the Super Nintendo I think the Sega Genesis had Battleship. Oh, 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 don't forget Anticipation. Everybody loved it. Most people hated it. So what was your favorite retro board game released on a console? And I will take my answer off the air. <laughs> yeah, well, my answer to this question is that if there is a, a board game, I'd rather play the board game, especially like in the older days I try to steer clear of video game board games because the game itself is more fun to play when you're sitting around a table. Maybe now there might be certain games that they spruce up a little bit, make it a little more um easy like I've played video game adaptions of like risk, and I think that's more enjoyable because it does things faster, but honestly, I hate them
1: <laughs> yeah i'm 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 right with you. um my first thought was you know what's my favorite retro board game released on a console none because this is a terrible idea (laughs) Um, now i will say this i used to have monopoly on the sega master system i picked it up complete at a retro store for dirt cheap maybe like 2.99 and i had it in my collection for the longest time never played it and when I did my last purge that I talked about maybe like a few months ago, I ended up selling it. Then, I mo- more most recently, I came across a video from this new YouTuber. You might know this guy, SegaMasterSystem.com. Right. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So this guy kind of just like emerged onto the scene. I love his channel. He's definitely up and coming. He makes really high quality videos and One of his videos got featured somewhere. I I forget which one, Um, but it was a pretty big deal. Um, Let me me just look real quick. Okay, so he's only got 827 subscribers. Definitely another guy that's underrated and uh, deserves more. Uh, I just want to see his most popular. Okay, yeah, this is it. This is it. So his video called Christmas Morning with Sega... Uh, It got featured on a bunch of websites. It's his most watched video. It has about 39,000 views. And so it's actually like video of him getting a bunch of Sega games when he was a little kid. Um, And it's pretty awesome. So definitely recommend that you check out his channel. But the reason why I bring him up is that he made this video about Monopoly on the Sega Master System. And how there was this like quirky like misspelling on the label. Hmm. So the thing about the Monopoly game is that on most cartridges, it was spelled wrong. But on hmm. very few cartridges, it was actually spelled correctly. And th- that's like the rare version. That was the version that I had that I sold on eBay for like nothing. Oh, boy. And so I was like kicking myself after I saw this video.
0: Is it worth much?
1: I didn't even check because I, I was so butthurt about it. <laughs> Should we get on eBay and look? Uh, Here, let me type it in. Monopoly Sega Master System. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you if you look like the first one that came up, it's not a it's not a true misspelling. It's like they broke it out and made it two words on the on the cart. So instead of like monopoly one word, it says mono. Poly,
0: like two words. Another disease.
1: <laughs> My Monopoly.
0: And well, uh here's one that's spelled right. Right. For buy it now, complete in box, ten bucks.
1: Uh, f- plus seven dollars shipping.
0: Is it? Yes. I don't think you. How can you charge seven forty-five shipping? I know that's crazy. I think you had to charge four dollars. Yeah, most of them have
1: the two-word spelling and the correct spelling is, is the more rare version. Um, yeah, it's so funny. So yeah, unfortunately I got rid of that and, um, you know, I'm not, it's not like I'm going to go out and buy it again, but so the one, the rarer one, I see it, it's yeah, it's nine ninety plus $7 shipping and they probably don't even know what they have there, you know? Yeah. It's such an obscure thing. And I don't know. I mean, I definitely would have remembered it if I had it, and it was misspelled. A little, little bit of a, a segue there, or not a segue, but a little
0: bit of a tangent. tangent. <laughs>
1: um, the other thing I wanted to say about this is uh, there, there's this plug and play um, that I bought uh, at the store, and it's called TV board games. And there's actually a couple different versions, but this one in particular had Candyland. On on the thing, so I picked it up because my kids love Candyland, right? Like, who didn't play Candyland when they were growing up?
0: Chris, uh, I didn't play it growing up. What? I didn't. I didn't have sisters, man. And me and my brother, we didn't play that girly game, dude. I played it.
1: Like, I Will? played it with my parents. And Case my in grand, point. Parents. Come on, it's not game. a girly game. Yeah, it is, dude. No, I think I think. Most people will come to my defense on this. Shoots
0: and ladders was acceptable.
1: Yeah, I played Candyland and Shoots and Ladders, but I
0: never had Candyland, dude. It looked like a girl game. It isn't a girl. We were spies and stuff. I'm
1: sorry. So on Halloween, did you did you not eat candy
0: on Halloween? Yeah, but not with Queen Frostine. (laughs) Queen Frostine. And I know it now because I have a daughter. Why don't you buy that for your son for Christmas?
1: Look, we already have
0: Candyland. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. But anyway, the whole point <laughs> of this is that they like Candyland. So I got the stupid plug-and-play thing. And it's so stupid because literally you, you plug it in and there's just one button. And all you do is you, you hit the button and it draws a card and it tells you whatever color it is. And then you hit the button a second time and then it moves your little guy. <laughs> and then you hand the controller to the other person. Is it
0: just a button?
1: That's it. You just hit a button.
0: Wait, on on the controller, is there just a big button? Yes. That was easy, just like that. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, the, you know, it's like this little
1: animation, right, of a little like candy guy like walking on the on the board, you know, on the on the TV. And they just they love it. They think it's oh they think gosh. it's fantastic. They think it's so cool. And I'm just like, this is ri- this is ridiculous. All you're doing is pushing a button. But well, I mean, the same could be said about the game because all that's you, what I was gonna say. All you're doing is flipping a card. Yeah, you flip a card, and
0: it's uh, I hate that game. It's completely random. There's no skill involved. No, you just move to the color, and then you get set back, and you just get annoyed. It's completely arbitrary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that it is it is it holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> But yeah, it doesn't really translate well into a video game. <laughs> so there we go, Chris. we're we're uh, we're done, buddy.
0: We got through all eight audio questions. Hey wait, 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 wait. yeah, I, ha- I have to say. yeah. when it comes to games on video games, though, games. when it does something when a when it does something that you can't actually do in a board game, that's when I think it's different. What do you mean? Well, I I would say things like the Mario Party series. It is a board game, but you couldn't do that in a real board game. They made a video game of a board game, and I think that is pretty cool. Party games are not board games, though. Well, it, it is a board game. You're on a board. You you roll a dice. You move around. But I'm just saying it, it is, it's the closest thing to a board game in a video game, but it's something that couldn't really be done. I'm just saying tra- translating a board game into a video game is a bad idea, in my opinion. But... But taking the idea of moving around and having a game, that's not necessarily bad in a video game.
1: What about taking a video game and making it a board game, like like they, like those old yeah. Milton Bradley, like Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong?
0: I think it's a good idea, but it's never really been pulled off that well that I can tell.
1: I, I think it's a terrible
0: idea. I've tried <laughs> to make some for my kids, and you know, I've, I've actually made a few. They're not totally bad.
1: Well, those are good because they're made with love. Mm. (laughs) but i used to have the donkey kong board game i i I don't know i think i found it at a goodwill and i had it and i'm just like this is so
0: stupid and i sold it on ebay (laughs) i have donkey kong jenga all
1: right um so random (laughs) random thing here before we actually recorded this podcast i was comparing the super nintendo and sega genesis versions of captain america and the avengers okay because i was trying to decide like which one i like better all right i've always had the genesis version since when i was younger but i thought to myself like well a lot of these games are better on the super nintendo so i bought the super nintendo for like 10 bucks buy it now free shipping And I played both of them. And I have to say the Genesis version is better. How? It's more faithful to the arcade game, for one. Because all the stupid lines that they say in the arcade game, they kept them the same. Like, one example is they come upon one of the bad guys. And, you know, if you're Captain America or whatever, he goes, you know, you will not escape. And then the bad guy goes, you will be the one escaping. (laughs) it's just like it doesn't make any sense right (laughs) there's like there's several like dot back and forth that like you can tell it was done like by you know it was programmed by like japanese programmers that didn't quite know english right (laughs) and and yeah it's just they kept it the same on the genesis but on the super nintendo they changed it they made it like make sense so that was a turn off and then (laughs) The other thing on the Super Nintendo version, like the hit detection is is crap. Like right away when I started the game, I was getting my butt kicked by like the first two guys, and they're like the easiest guy they're supposed to be the easiest guys. And I just I went from the Genesis to the Super Nintendo. They give you less continues on the Super Nintendo. The graphics are about the same. The music's better on the Super Nintendo. But overall, like gameplay, I gotta go with the with the Sega Genesis, and I have it complete. And so, I was thinking about selling it, but I'm gonna keep it, and I'm hmm. gonna re- I'm gonna resell this SNES version.
0: Interesting.
1: Yep. So that's what I was doing. But uh, that's it, dude. Gotta, it was real. Yeah, it was good to do this. Um, we will uh, be having a February episode. And, uh, it's just gonna be you and me, correct? Yes, I think so, yeah. So, uh, you guys can look forward to that. Probably at the end of February. So, uh, hope you all have a nice Valentine's Day. (laughs) This is like the most awkward ending. (laughs) It's not as awkward as the alternate ending. Oh gosh,
0: that's how we should end this, the alternate ending. The alter this is which was just silence. Is this the real ending or the altar?
1: <laughs> oh no, and he falls and he goes,
0: You, you, you. He says, You, those are the only lines I think in that entire thing. He says, You, twice, you, you.
6: <laughs> Hello. Hello. What happened?
1: <clears throat> my computer sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I it just wasn't recognizing my mic, so I had to shut down, and um, you know, I I, do, I press shut down, and then it just sits there, and it just doesn't shut down. So then I had to do a force, you know, like hold the friggin' button oh, wow. down to make it actually shut off. Win- Windows Seven is terrible. But Windows yeah. 8 is terrible as well. Now you're texting
0: me. You just got it? What oh. happened? Dude, I sent that like two minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, I just got it. Okay. Um yeah. sorry I used up one of your two hundred fifty. That's okay.
1: You know, I miss Windows XP. <laughs> I Don't. think I think it's the superior operating system.
0: Well, uh, my Mac is pretty good.
1: Yeah. I can't make the switch.
0: It's too expensive. How how are those underwear you got from Costco? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like them. Mine are pretty good, man.
1: They they totally were like they weren't expecting that to
0: be on. <laughs> yeah, you think
1: they, they didn't think we were recording that? <laughs> you think? <laughs>